T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. What was your reaction to all of that? Oh, it was awesome. It's good to be back in front of the crowd. I mean, that's something you kind of you start to get used to it, right, as a player. And then, uh, you know, you don't have that around as much anymore, and definitely not the Buffalo crowd. I mean, when you come back here, you know, they, they give you the nice one. But uh, it was, And that was always awesome. But uh, yeah, this is a special one. And uh, yeah, I've been looking forward to being able to reconnect and, and uh, see people and be here and... and, and you know, I do feel like I am a saber. Like that's always been that. So it's nice to kind of do that more. <laughs> Brian, what was it like to see all those guys on the ice with you guys? You spent you know years with, and there they are sitting on the ice at the moment when your numbers getting retired. Yeah, I mean it's a little surreal. Like you just think of them, like I said, like the boys. It's like we've been keeping in touch here and there, but everyone's living their life. And it's hard to get together, especially the last few years with, you know, restrictions. Uh, but, yeah, like, it, it, it means a lot that they would come. A lot of them had to travel and go out of their way and, and take time to, you know, away from their families and to show up. And it, it, that means a lot to me. And uh, I do hope that's a, a, you know, nice way for us to stay connected and, and catch up tonight and, and continue moving forward. And I got some, um, some buddies I haven't seen in a long time from Michigan. I got a lot of buddies from other parts of the country who came out and they filtered into town last night and I think they're going to probably scare everybody around town here but uh, it's cool uh, it's, it's such a great moment to you know to look back but also like I said to reconnect it's, it's, it's kind of a two two part thing for me it's uh, I, I love my time here and uh, I'm, I'm glad it was an impactful time and that the fans enjoyed that time uh, but it's also a time to reconnect, and I love Buffalo, and I want to be around more, uh, in you know, in how I can be around. But uh, uh, it, like, this is you know, step one: reconnect, you know, have fun, and uh, go from there. Right. What did it mean when Dominic Hasek, you know, showed up on the video screen? A guy that you know, you wore his number until you didn't wear his number, yeah. but when he welcomes you into the, the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I, I, I think that I looked up to him so much as a, a player. Uh, I think that uh, I remember him, you know, mainly as a, a you know, a saber. You know, I was old enough to remember his, uh, his, you know, ramping up and becoming this fixture in the goaltending world, and you're just kind of like, you know, what is it about this guy? And, and I think... 
it was just amazing to have him say kind words about me because that's exactly how I would observe his hockey. I, I watched him in practice before, like, I he would never know when I there. I, I went to the rink when uh, I was in college still, or juniors, and you know, just happened to be at the rink and Hossix, you know, warming up for a game, and, or they had a practice, and I'm just watching the guy practice, and it was inspirational. Like, so to have him, you know, pass a similar compliment back to me is well, it's a lot of that's because. I looked up to a lot of pro players, and I was fortunate that my, you know, I had some access through my cousins to see some of these practices, see some of these game day skates or games, and I got to see what he would he really did. Like, like he would practice with intensity. It just no one's going to score, and I wanted to do that too because it just made sense. It's just like, oh yeah, I mean, if I can do it out here, it should be more seamless in the game and he uh he's definitely a hero of mine and it's it's hard to describe uh in my speech i talked about walking in here and i and seeing the french connection and uh seeing tim horton's number at the time those are the only numbers up there and uh and i was just kind of like i had that little fantasy i did i looked up there i was like wow you know i'm signing with a pro team i got some banners up there like wouldn't that be cool and and uh you know this is an amazing, you know, dream come true kind of, you know, situation. So, what was it like to stand there at center ice with your family and actually see the banner go up for you? Uh, it was a great feeling. I'm glad my my family could be there. I'm glad the kids are there. Bodie's old enough to take this all in, and I, you know, the family folklore can only be so many stories before you have to show the kid where it actually happens. So it's nice to have him around Buffalo, and he can actually feel. You know what, Dad? You know he got to experience Vancouver and and Anaheim, uh, but I feel bad. You know he didn't get to have that full NHL locker room uh, kid experience because of the pandemic. He didn't get to come around as much, and I was bummed for him because those like he was prime for those years. And so it's great he gets to be around all these guys and kind of understand you know what a team is and. Uh, you know, those are lessons I'm hoping to just rub off on them, like how much we care about each other as friends and how hard we worked to accomplish something. Uh, it's something that, you know, you can't just fill a kid's head with words. As I'm finding out as a parent, you have to actually have something they can, you know, experience. So it's important for me to get him back here and around, you know, a big part of my life. And uh, Kaya made it through. I'm proud of her for that. It's a small step for a baby, and uh, no, but uh, just having friends and family see her and see where I'm at in life right now, and Noreen and I to be back here, and it's a big part of our life as well, and uh, you know, great memories and uh, great friendships. Why number thirty? I mean, you wore thirty-nine. Yeah. Obviously, we're getting that. So how do you settle on thirty? I wore a little bit of thirty when I was younger. Uh, I like the Michigan State goalies. Uh, Mike Gilmore wore 30. Some of the other goalies in NHL at the time were wearing 30. I think that I was wearing 30 all through youth hockey until I got to junior. And I was playing for the Sioux Indians. And my first year there, they just, I think the other goalie was 30. And he was older. He's turning like, I think he's turning 21. And I was 17. So there's no chance I'm getting that number. And they just grabbed the next jersey off the rack and handed it to me. And it's just, cut up jersey 39 and they're like here you go and I'm like well it's shredded and they're like well the last guy didn't like it tight so he cut it and here you go <laughs> and I had to wear it and but 
I played well with that number and I could just say, oh, that's who I am now. And I carried it into college and wore it through college. And I got here and I immediately said, I'm going to get rid of that number because everyone knew that uh, where Dominic's number would end up. And I wanted to have my own uh, relationship with the fans. I wanted to have my own identity. I wanted to have my own experience. And it's pretty cool that taking that different path has led kind of to the same place. So it's pretty cool. Ryan, the Bills spent 20 years essentially looking for a quarterback after Jim Kelly. The Sabres have spent basically nine years looking for a goalie since the night we were in here when you got traded. If you could sit down with Lukanen, with Devin Levi and Northeastern, the young guys, what would you tell them about how you can break through and be the man as a goalie in the NHL when you're a young player? I mean, it's hard. It took me a while. I think you know, I had to mess up a bunch. I also had to have you know, some moments of greatness, but you're going to mess up. Uh, I think it's hard to tell right now just what the league will tolerate. It's like you're trying to get yourself to a certain position, but you know, like I, I meant it when I said that Darcy was kind of a visionary. Like He wanted his teams to develop a certain way, mainly because I think he had restraints on the finances, and he was pushed in that direction. But he did the best he could with it, and his model was that I know I need to have a certain budget. The only way I'm getting that is if I make sure these guys hit. And he was very efficient with, uh, you know, getting the boys from Rochester up. I, I, we had a lot of guys who spent time there, and they came up. And you have to just be committed to the development process. You have to go out of your way to do more. And uh, yeah, if you're going to find a goalie internally, I think that's actually a great recipe. You want to ha build that trust in the organization. You want your goalie to be very calm, very confident in his environment. And I think then you can kind of get the results. You're just pulling people in from everywhere, and then the fans have to get you know, behind them as quick as possible. It's like you want to have some goodwill built up. You want to have some familiarity with the city, with the, the staff and everything. I think that all these things make people feel good. It's not something that happens overnight, and it didn't happen for me overnight. So uh, I would say if that's the model, you know, patience is best. But uh, at some point, the, somebody's going to step up, and hopefully you know, one of the boys does. Ryan, what are you most proud of? Uh, it's hard to pick one moment. I think just I, I just loved playing with the guys and the feeling of, of winning the game. And I thought we did it the right way. We built it together as a group. All these guys have been saying a lot of nice things about me, but you know I could equally say about them how much of an impact we all had on, on each other. It's, you know when they're out there trying to make a power play work. You know there's the other side of it. We're trying to help them get better. Penalty kill, same thing. We're trying to figure something out. They're trying to do something neutral zone. Uh, I just remember the guys being really accepting, open, competitive, and there were fun moments on the ice for all the uh, intensity that was there. There was a lot of fun in practice, and I thought that was a sign of a good team, actually. I, I, I kind of look for that when I uh, uh, am around other teams now. We're scouting some stuff or doing I, I want to know, are they having fun on the ice during practice? And does it translate to them being competitive with each other? And is it a fun, competitive team? I think that's a good team. Do you see that in this group? And would you, why was it important for you to mention these guys in your speech today? I thought it was important because I've been on the bench and 
I've watched some of these ceremonies, and uh, I don't know. I, I just think they they deserve some credit for you know making improvements. Uh, all of them have a nice attitude, and, and they have extreme amount of talent. Uh, I've been watching a lot more hockey, obviously, so it's been good to see. Uh, but yeah, I would have liked to hear something positive come, coming our way. Uh, I, I think any little bit from the community helps. I mean, get these guys going, feel good about themselves. Uh, they have a real good chance here to be a good team. Yeah, there was there definitely was, but it, I just couldn't. I couldn't bring myself to do the proper training. I couldn't bring myself to get on the schedule and. Uh, there's other parts of life that we hadn't yet uh, checked off, and I'm happy that uh, you know Kaya, my daughter's here. Like you know, that, that was a lot on Noreen. Like she wanted, uh, we wanted to have another child, and it's a lot on a woman. And uh, it took a lot of hard work and tough pregnancy, tough delivery, all that stuff. You know, like she came through, and she worked really hard and battled through, and we got a beautiful little girl. And that was a big part of decision-making process you know I'm I was backing up and that's not really where I thought I'd I'd spend so much time I thought I'd give it a couple of years and take it easy and but uh, after that last year I just didn't see myself going out during the COVID season I just didn't want to be like oh that just fizzled out I wanted to have another season out so that's why I came back for another one but that's why also I wanted to move forward and uh, you know we want we had other life goals Well, yeah, I, I wanted to be sharp for me, but you know, we were building something, and it's, you know, it's my job to push those guys, too, and their job to push me. Uh, I, I think, uh, I think Van is accurate. Like, I, I wanted those guys to take their best shot. If they're not going to take their best shot, what's the point? Like, what are we doing out there? You might as well just not practice and come back tomorrow when you guys are ready to do that. So, uh, but it's kind of something also where we could have fun with it because I wanted their best. Like, I remember every once in a while, like, Chris Drury would try and sneak a quick shot. He'd try and catch me napping on a play, and then that was a fun thing we had. And Briere would want to work on about six different breakaways. Lindy would be, you know, waiting for us in line, you know, trying to talk to the boys. He'd just be shaking his head. And it's not something I want my youth hockey teams doing. You know, you want to pay attention, but. It's weird how it felt a little bit different. It wasn't not paying attention. It was like we legitimately had something to work on, and we pulled 20 seconds out of the practice quick because Danny wanted to work on something quick or Drew wanted to work on something. And it was it was uh, like that with those groups. What is it like to see the number of front office guys coming from that 2005, 6, 7 team, Briere and Drury and Greer, and you worked the league? I mean, yeah, I mean, you could tell with some of these guys. I mean, Drew is always so serious. He kind of had had that, uh, but he had that fun side and he had that competitive side, and uh, you knew he would do something with that. Uh, it's hard. It is hard being retired because you want to be competitive, and 
not good enough at golf to be competitive. You know, I try to find other things to be competitive at. And I have to watch myself so I'm not too competitive with my son. Like, like in anything. Like even if he gets the last word on me, I'm just like, okay. Okay, <laughs> okay I got to try and let those go because I can't be competitive like that. But, you know, I think all those guys, they had that drive, and there's not a switch for that. I think Drew is where he needs to be. Danny's going to be up and coming. Uh, he'll be a GM soon. Gersey, I mean, it's in the family, but it's also he has the mindset for it. He, he he's a smart man, and uh, you know I think that I think if you ask the other guys, I think sure you, sure you talk to the boys. They're all coaching their kids right now. All of them are coaching their kids, and it's just a pure love of the game and, and you know, love for your family. But also they, you know we want to be around the rink. You want to give back and. I'm trying to do that a little bit with the league and just keep myself in the game where I can. And um, I'm hoping to find a moment where I can, uh, you know, be a little bit more helpful on the youth hockey side. I remember going to the Philharmonic and seeing you and Stafford out there playing. Are you still into the music? Uh, not as much. Um, I mean, Bodie started pe- uh, playing some drums during the pandemic because uh, we were bored. Uh, and I keep trying to get him on the guitar. And, he hasn't quite taken it yet, so I, I haven't really picked it up as much. But uh, he loves music, and we like listening to it. So that's been fun. Ryan, what's your enduring yeah, memory the 2006 season when this team came so close? Five defensemen down yeah. in the last game. Well, I just remember the building of that year. Where it just seemed like we were just incrementally building, building, building towards something, and we were we just felt so good about I don't know how to describe it in the right way. It's like we just felt good we were doing it ourselves our way, and we kept finding ways to beat the teams that we identified as teams that were good, like Carolina and Ottawa, and like teams that had shown previously that they were good teams and how they played a certain way. And we incrementally were addressing things in our system so that we could eventually play our game, but it would be matched up against those teams. And like I, I think mentioned earlier like we were all work together power play penalty kill neutral zone rush attack everything we're giving and taking to each other in practice and we when it was finally clicking you know there was that great belief in the room we could just beat these guys and we had it and that was a cool feeling right i was just going to ask to kind of finish it up i mean there's so much build up to a night like this right kind of the way they surprised you with it when you were back in town with the greater buffalo sports hall of fame and and we all know about how you prepare for whatever it is you're doing how analytical you are in your decision making, whatever. But now that that this moment has come and it's passed, yeah. What's wh- how would you describe it? Is it closure for you? What 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 are your? No, I, I I reacclimated. I guess you know. Like I needed. Uh, I didn't need a reason to come back, but it's great to have a reason to come back. Uh, we've all been kept away from things over the last couple of years, and uh, yeah. It, there is a bit of closure in, in the playing side, but like I, I think my time here, my relationship with people here went beyond just you know being at the rink. So, uh, yeah, just getting to see everybody again, figure out a new way to do it, and uh, have some fun doing it. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.